Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. On behalf of Pastors David and Nicole Binion, thank you for joining us today at the Dwell Church Podcast. For more information about Dwell Church, visit us at dwell.church. Now, let's listen to today's message. I want to read to you a prophetic word that Nicole and I received Thursday night. We were in Columbus, Ohio at a prayer gathering, and uh, it's very similar to the prophetic word that we received just five days before. Uh, last weekend on Saturday, we were down in Burnett, Texas at a, at a tent. Uh, we're, it, it's a place where revival, the, early, the oldest recorded revival in the state of Texas 120 years ago was on this property. And they had a tent, and the word was that God, they were going to redig the well, that water was going to break forth. And so, so we're in Columbus, Ohio, and when God starts saying the same thing again and again, uh, I think it's important that we pay attention. I also want to say, Carmen, you remember uh, just weeks ago, you were sharing with me a, a vision you had about water, and it was so real to you. You, you saw a flash, and it looked like you even thought water was uh, coming up in the building. And then you looked and, and then it wasn't there, but it was really there. It was really there in the spirit realm. So God is, just keeps showing us this. So I'm going to read this. Uh, he starts out, uh, calls us over, and he's, he's telling them we're, they were, that we're not just a worship team, much more than just a worship team. What struck me is how you do your praise and worship out of the word, out of revelations that come out of the word. And he said, and Father, I thank you that miracles is written all over them. I have a tattoo in the spirit realm. <laughs> miracles. I thank you, God, that a pool of water is going to break forth out of Dallas. And people will come from long distances, and they will come. And the Lord said, they're already hearing about it, and they're driving in from very, very long distances. And the Lord says, they will be healed when they walk through the doors. Some of them will be healed even before the worship begins because they heard about the miracles. And I see water come out of the ground, and it's becoming a lake. It's not only just water, it's becoming a lake of water that will burst forth out of the ground and people will come and people will come. And people will come and people will come. There will be many Sundays that the atmosphere of miracles will be so overwhelming that you will not know whether you should preach or should worship or what you should do because people will get healed by the dozens. Father, I thank you that it's one of the wells that is going to break open in America. Several wells are going to break open in America. The Lord showed me a few weeks ago that there's water coming out of the ground in the north and in the south. It just emerges out of the ground like underground rivers. It was there all the time, but all of a sudden it just comes up from the earth. And the Lord says one of those wells is in Dallas, and it's going to be a part of of your church. It's going to be a part of your ministry. It's going to be a part of your whole family. It's going to happen right there. Father, I thank you, and no man will be able to stop the well. It will become a lake. It will become a river. It will become an ocean in the middle of Texas. And the Lord says that will be 
that will be one of the several that will break loose in America. Hear the word of the Lord. I am in control of the underground rivers. And I will bring forth healings and miracles and signs and wonders. And you will no longer look back to the old generals of the faith in the 1900s because the Lord says, I have new faces. I have new faces. I have new faces that will soon appear in America. They will come from strange backgrounds. They will come from obscure backgrounds. And one of those places is Dwell Church. You know what I just feel about this well of water that comes out of the earth? It's almost like people will say, wow, it's here. It's right here. It's in these pews. And then all of a sudden, it'll flow down that direction in the church. And then all of a sudden, people will get healed almost like in a row. There. These four people just got healed right there. Then all of a sudden, water will appear in the back until it starts to form a pool of water of God's glory. It's coming. It's yours. It's yours. Then he turns to me and says, sometimes you felt the anointing is so strong that you can almost not handle it. God says, graciously, I'm going to put more on you. And it's already begun. They will not invite you guys to come and sing. They will invite you guys to bring the glory. Your family will carry the glory in a way that not many families will carry it. It's going to, it's going to increase. It's going to increase. It's going to increase major in a major way. You will not advertise it. They will hear about it and it will come times when you will have a major problem with people flocking to the place, to the house because of this water. And God says no man will stop it and no man will be able to declare how did this happen. It's just the sovereign hand of God. So we say, do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. (laughs) I've always wanted to do that. Nathan, can you turn this up in this wedge? I'm on the speaker. I'm on the MC mic. Wow, 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 wow. I don't know even what to do. You can be dismissed. Church is <laughs> over. <laughs> wow, 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 Hey, wow, hey, wow. check, check. Hey, hey. I, what are we going to do now? I forget what we're talking about. I, do, I, I remember. I remember. I'm just, I'm just so overwhelmed by the move of God because in, in, I see happening today what was prophesied. Hey, hey. Thank you, Jesus. That's, remember what Manny said? When they say, take your time, that means you're preaching good. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't even started. They said, yeah. take your time. <laughs> okay, well, we are wrapping up our Presence People series today. But as you know, <laughs> we will continue to talk about the presence of the Lord, um, about being a people of prayer, a prophetic people, a presence people. We've been t- talking about this all year long, and it's the end of October. And um, it's been such a beautiful uh, time teaching and in, in, on the th- the thing that we're most passionate about, the presence of the Lord. And um, okay. So I just have to say one more thing before mm-hmm. we start here, because uh, last week, 
an amazing move of the spirit was in the room as well. And at the end, Sean Sullivan came down and Matt White prayed for him. Do you remember praying for him last week, Matt? Did you hear the story? Did you hear the testimony? Now, see, I know it's dangerous. I'm not going to give Sean the mic because he'll start prophesying. But, but I want you to just stand up, Sean. I, I want you to see that he's not been able to stand up straight for a year and a half. There's still, there's still, he's still in process. The pain is not completely gone. But let's, God, I just thank you for because you. Matt, why don't Matt. you go complete this? Yeah, Pastor Tanner, too. <laughs> go ahead. Lord, you're Jesus, able to complete Lord, what you've started. And I command this back to be aligned in the name of Jesus, to be straight and healthy and whole, no pain. Pain, I command you to leave this body. He's already able to hold up his shoulder that he had surgery on and it's not supposed to be able to do that either. God, you're doing a work, but this is just the beginning of many miracles that you're doing in the house. This is just the first fruit of, of the uh, signs and wonders that are breaking out that come in the presence of the Lord. God, I thank you for the continued work in his body right now. I declare he's the healed of the Lord in Jesus' name. Yes. And Father, we declare your word that says you are faithful to complete what you start. Yes. In Jesus' name. Okay, let's talk about the presence of God. How many presence people in the room today? Okay. Um, we are gonna we're gonna start. I'm just gonna take. I'm just, just gonna go. take off. You okay. Go. You go, and I'll jump in every now. Presence now. people create a presence place. We're gonna talk about the presence place. We've been experiencing it, experiencing it all morning long. Um, what what does the presence place um, do? How are we, how can we, and how do we make room for him? Um, because we, this is a house of his presence, but we want your house to be a house of his presence. We want your individual lives, your families, your homes to be filled with the presence of God. And so we want you to encounter the presence here and then walk it out. Yes. And because, take it. Yeah. Because you are a tent. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's carry the atmosphere of his presence everywhere we go. So we're going to talk about first a biblical understanding of the presence of God. Um, we're going to give you a little more Hebrew today. The Hebrew definition of presence, um, the, the Hebrew word is, um, and I'm probably not going to say it correctly, but here we go. Panim, Panim, which is translated face, presence toward the inside, inner, before, and countenance. It is defined as the personal presence of God in a particular place or space that has interaction and communication with the person in that place. So, the words presence, face, countenance, and toward are interchangeable in scripture. We see these words in the Old Testament a lot. Um, so that Hebrew word is translated as all those words, face, presence, toward. Um, so let me, let me interject here really quick. See, when you, when you begin to divide the word of God, you don't go to Google 
or Webster's to, to get our current culture definition of something. You go to the word and they, you, can, you can study the, the Hebrew and you can also look at the Greek and you find the biblical definition before you jump into theology. So, I want, I want, so we're trying to break it down and give you, that's called exegesis, right? Did I say it right? You said it right. Good. You said it right. Um, so a presence person understands, just like Moses said, our, you know, in Exodus 33, right? We know, we know the famous uh, passage when uh, God said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then he, Moses, said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us? So we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. Let me read the message translation. Yeah. Moses said, if your presence doesn't take the lead here, call this trip off right now. How else will it be known that you're with me in this, with me and your people? Are you traveling with us or not? How else will we know that we're special, I and your people among all other people on this planet Earth? I want this to be our theme scripture. As a church, if his presence isn't here, then let's turn in the keys and in the lease. If you don't make this trip with us, then let's just call it off. I feel that adamant about it. This must be a place where the presence of God is the chief thing. Let's yes. keep going. So a presence person understands that if, that says, God, if your presence is not my core, yeah. then I'm not going to leave here because with your presence, I love this, with his presence comes his face. With his face comes his favor. And with his favor come his blessings. So you really can't separate it out. I know we say, we don't want blessings, we just want you. And that's the intention of our heart and that's beautiful and he loves that so much. <laughs> but you understand when you get his presence, you get his face. With his face, you get his favor. With his favor, you get his blessing. Because that's who he is. In your presence is everything we need. Yes, yes, yes. Proverbs 16 verse 15 says, in the light of the king's face, is life and his favor is like a cloud of the latter rain. Number six, verse 25 and 26 says, the Lord makes his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. peace. Yes. Mm. Um, okay. So the Greek definition of presence we see in the New Testament. Did you know, you know, the, the Old Testament was, was written in Hebrew, um, but the Septuagint is the, <laughs> is the Old Testament translated into Greek. We call that the Septuagint, but Old Testament was originally written in Hebrew, but the New Testament was written in Greek, okay? So the Greek word parousia, 
is translated presence. It means to be present. It means the arrival, to come to a person, place, city, or nation. It is the presence of God as in the Holy Spirit, now an abiding presence, the idea of being within sight or call or at hand, okay? That's the Greek word parousia translated. And then we have the Greek word parakletos. Nicole's been doing online Bible courses. <laughs> wow, yes. <laughs> you've, you've heard the parakletos, the paraclete, the Holy Spirit is like the, the paraclete, right? The Greek word parakletos is introduced by Jesus as the face of the Holy Spirit. I love that. The face of the Holy Spirit, our comforter, advocate, helper, counselor, assistant, like a legal advisor. Until we started digging into this. this intercessor week, and mediator. Until we started digging into this this week, I, I never saw this before. The face of the Holy Spirit. I had um, a, a dream and a vision a couple of years ago. And I remember when I, and I wrote it down and I was so intrigued because I'd never heard anyone use this term before, but in the dream, I saw uh, a cloud brooding over Dallas, like, like, like before Eden, when the, when the, the, the there was a, a brooding, the Holy Spirit was brooding over the face of the deep. And so I, there was that kind of brooding over Dallas. But in the cloud, I could see the form of the face of the Holy Spirit. And I wrote it down. I've got it in my phone in a note. I saw it was like the chiseled edges of this powerful, strong face. I didn't see a full, like, like seeing your face right here. But in the, it just like pressing through, the, through, through this cloud, I could see the face of the Holy Spirit. So when we started... Digging into this, I was like, say the word again. Paracletos. That's not a bird. <laughs> the face. A dove. It's a dove, maybe. It's the face. It's the dove, yeah. <laughs> okay, so the next thing we're going to talk about, we're going to bring a little more understanding today. Um, and I've wanted to talk about this ever since we started the Presence People series. And I haven't yet, so why not on the last day of Presence People? We're gonna talk about different degrees of the presence of God. We know he is omnipresent. We know about the omnipresence of God. This is God's presence everywhere, every place. He is present in the whole of creation and universe, and we are always in the presence of God because God is there. We talked about, I talked several weeks back about this idea of his, God's transcendence, which means he is high and lifted up, right? He is great, yet his eminence means he he came near. He chooses to come to us. He chose to send Jesus and then the Holy Spirit. Transcendence mean, means he's there. Eminence means he's, he's here. here. Yeah, yeah. Psalm 139, yeah. verses six through eight. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. That is the omnipresence, the transcendence 
Yes. So then the second uh, degree of his presence because um, often we, we talk about the omnipresence and then the manifested presence. So we have the, the second degree here is the manifested presence of God. It's when God chooses to reveal himself sovereignly in a place, city, region, affecting those who come within uh, his power. Second uh, Chronicles, we see this in Second Chronicles chapter 5. Verses 13 and 14, indeed it came to pass when the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord saying, let's say it together, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever that the house, the house of the Lord was filled, filled with, with a cloud, cloud so that the priest could not continue ministering because of the cloud for the glory of the Lord filled the house. That is a picture of the manifested presence of God. Um, and then this third one that I, I love, and I actually have not heard many people talk about this. Um, and I've heard two um, scholars teach on this and I love it. The third one is the felt realized personal presence of God. I'm going to say it again. It's the felt realized personal presence of God. This is God's vivid presence revealed in a way that transforms, empowers, fills, overwhelms. We experience God unmistakably. This is a God encounter. Psalm 51 verse 11 says, do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Psalm 16 and 11 says, you will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And Acts 3:19 says, repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that Times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Yes. So have you ever wondered, we've talked about this before, you know, when you're in a room and it's like the presence of God is here. I mean, like the manifest presence of God, you see it, you can see other people experiencing him, but it's like, you're not feeling anything, you know, or maybe someone's in the room, they're thinking about their plans or whatever, or something else. Their mind is somewhere else. Um, I think this is, this is the difference, right? The felt, realized, personal presence. When I have a God encounter, I experience him. I feel him. I'm not just seeing um, other people experience him, but I am encountering him. Um, I, I, that's, that's, to me, that, that's what this yes. is. Yep. Okay, so presence people create a presence place. We're going to talk about Moses again. Um, and we're going to talk about making room for him. Moses' tent of meeting. We're going to talk about the tent of meeting. So this is wild because before the tabernacle of Moses was constructed, God met with Moses in Moses' own tent of meeting. So this is in Exodus chapter 33. This is before God gives him instruction on how to build the tabernacle. Yeah, let, me, let's, let me interject here because what happened is the, the, the tabernacle, let's, even the ark, was not built, constructed, built constructed for a year after they left Egypt. And so, but from the first day, they had the cloud. 
and the fire, the fire by night and the cloud by day to lead them. And when Moses would uh, set up his tent outside the camp, the cloud would come down. It would descend on the tent, and, and it, was the, he, it was called the tent of meeting. Before the ark was constructed, he went on the mountain to, to see God, and on the mountain he was given instruction on how to build a tabernacle and to the holy place and to build the ark and that it would be overlaid with gold and all the instruments that would be placed in the holy place, all of those things. He was given instruction, but that didn't happen for a year after they left Egypt. So let's dive into the Yeah, scripture. so Exodus 33, and I love this because this is a picture. This was Moses' own personal tent. So it's like a picture of your home becoming a place where you meet with God. <laughs> so Moses... Yes. Moses took his tent and pitched it outside the camp, far from the camp, and called it the tabernacle of meeting. And it came to pass that everyone who sought the Lord went out to the tabernacle of meeting, which was outside the camp. So it was whenever Moses went out to the tabernacle that all the people rose and each man stood at his tent door and watched Moses until he had gone into the tabernacle. And it came to pass when Moses entered the tabernacle that the pillar of cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle and the Lord talked with Moses. All the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door and all the people rose and worshiped each man in his tent door. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. I want my home. I want was, my was, heart I to love be this, I love this vision, meeting. this picture of yeah. Moses at his tent and then all of the people standing in the door of their tents. Yeah. This, was, this, was their, this is where they lived. For the, the years that they were in the wilderness. Yeah. Uh, then we also, there's the Shunammite woman. Yeah. Made room for God. She made room for the anointing. She made room for the word of the Lord to come to her. She and her husband built a room for the prophet. Second yeah. Kings, the fourth chapter, starting with verse 8. Now it happened one day that Elisha went to Shunem, where there was a notable woman. And she persuaded him to eat some food. So it was, as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food. And she said to her husband, look now, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Please let us make a small upper room on the wall and let us put a bed for him there and a table and a chair and a lampstand. So it will be whenever he comes to us, he can turn in there. And as a result of her building a room for the prophet, um, if you know the story, um, the prophet said, what do you want? What, you know, and, and she didn't even ask for anything. She had been disappointed by, um, you know, not having a child, not having a son. So she didn't even ask but for what she wanted. But Elisha asked her, what can I do for you? And then he said to her, you will have a son next year. And so she received the promise of God because she made room for him. So how, how do we, how do we work this out? Yeah. 
in our lives? How do, how do we make room for him? Well, he, he gave us a good picture here. They gave us a good picture. There was a bed, a chair, and a table, and a lamp. You, you know, I like to go into the closet. That's my room. But you have had so many encounters in our bedroom. You shut all of us out. And my quiet place. And, and you've had encounter after encounter where yeah. there was a bed and a chair yeah. and a table and a lamp. You just have to create a space. It doesn't have to look the same for everybody. Again, mine has, it's the closet. There are shoes lined across the floor. There are clothes hanging and I turn the lights out and you can't even see. But that's my place. I also, I, I mentioned earlier in the service, I like to come here on Saturdays. This is my room because I want to make sure we prepare this room for when everybody gathers, we are having an encounter. And so I have to make sure my heart is right so that I can lead everybody. You can't lead, you can't take somebody any place you've never been. Okay, let's keep going. So I love the intentionality of this. And, you know, we've probably all heard this talked about, having a place where you meet with God. And it's like, well, we know our heart, like you said, our heart is a tent. We, we are um, the living stones that make up the house of God. But there is something so powerful about the intentionality of creating a space that you meet, where you meet with God. And then you have these memories. Uh, of, of your experiences with the Lord there. I can remember actually when I had COVID back in um, 2020 and I was, I had, I was quarantined in our room and I had my laptop and um, I was watching the live stream of uh, Michael Koulianos was at the upper room that Sunday night. And I'm telling you, like the presence of God so invaded uh, that room. And I was just, so I, I have that memory. I remember meeting with God in my room, you know, when my dad was about to pass away, like different times, studying the word of God, preparing uh, my heart for what God uh, wanted to, the word he wanted to bring through me in my room, opening up, there's something, there's a place when you create a place, it's like an open heaven. It's like, it's easy to hear. And so, being intentional about creating a place. So we're going to talk about what is your personal presence plan? <laughs> if you're like a real creative person like me, you usually hate when people talk, start talking about like, what is your five-year plan? What is your plan? I'm like, I don't have a five-year plan. I'm following the Lord, okay? I'm just trying to get through this week. <laughs> um, but all of you planners out there, what, so, but this is for all of us. What is our personal presence plan? The presence place is where a God experience happens. What is your plan to experience the presence place? So we're going to go through um, several, we're going we're gonna to hit these in the next few minutes. There are 12 of them, okay? So buckle your seatbelt, buckle your seatbelt. Um, we're going to talk about the presence place what is the presence place? Okay, are you ready? We're gonna build a place where we meet with him and where we have God experiences and we have beautiful memories there with the Lord. But the presence place, the first one is, you ready, Stephanie? She's ready. A place to regain what's been lost. The presence place is a place to regain what's been lost. Genesis 3, verse eight. And they heard 
the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. What a tragic verse. The fourth chapter, verse 16, then Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. They left the presence of the Lord. The presence place is a place where you can regain what was lost. No more hiding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No more hiding from his presence. But you don't, I, I can't even get myself to focus on worship because you don't know what I did. Yeah. I don't care what you did. Get under the ark. Yeah. Get under the ark. Take it to Jesus. Yeah. Shame wants to, shame, the accuser who is the enemy wants to come to us and, and let, allow shame to make us think that all is lost. When all we need to do is come before him, repent, come into his presence, and we can regain what's been lost. Yeah. Okay, number two, the presence place is a place to build your altar. It's a place to build your altar. Genesis chapter 12, verses six through nine says, Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem as far as the terebinth tree of Morah, and the Canaanites were then in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, to your descendants, I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. And he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel. And he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. So Abram journeyed going on still toward the south. The second scripture here that we're going to talk about is Genesis chapter 13, verse four. Again, it's talking about Abram to the place of the altar, which he had made there at first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord, where at the altar that he had built. The presence place is a place to build your altar. Okay. Next one. It, the presence place is a place to see new vision. Genesis 13. Verse 14 and 15, and the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are. Everybody say, from the place where you are. From the place where you are. Northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land which you see, I give to you and your descendants forever. Look from the place where you are. Yeah. Don't wait you get to where you think you're going to be look let yourself see yeah. from where you are yeah, yeah. new vision new vision new vision Woo. okay the next one y'all ready a place the presence place is a place to renew promises let's say it a, a place, place to, to renew, renew promises. promises genesis chapter 17 when abram was 99 years old the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God, walk before me and be blameless and I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. I love that Abram was 99 years old and the Lord appeared to him and said, it's not over. 
Um, Psalms. And, and yeah. so when he made this covenant, he, he separated the pieces of the animal and he walked between them and he made the covenant with God. And there was this time though that he had to fight off the birds from coming and, and, and trying to get the sacrifice. There wow. may be moments in your life where you have to fight for your sacrifice. Wow. You may have to shoo, shoo off the distractions. Yeah, yeah. So it's a place to renew promises. Psalm 27, oh, yeah. four. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all oh. the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Galatians 6, 9, and let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Yes. So we can renew promises in, in the presence place. The next one is the presence place is a place of prayer and intercession. Say it with me, a place of prayer and intercession. Genesis chapter 18 Verses 22 through 24, then the men turned away from there and went towards Sodom, but Abraham still stood before the Lord and Abraham came near and said, would you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there were 50 righteous within the city. Would you also destroy the place and not spare it for the 50 righteous that were in it? I love this whole passage um, of scripture and it's not all here, but this is like, uh, this uh, is intercession. This is intercession. This is Abraham going, God, but will you spare the city? Will you spare, if there's, if there's 50, if there's, you know. 40, if there's 30, if there's yeah. 10, if there's five. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then Mark, I love this. Mark chapter one, verse 35. Um, this is the gospel of Mark. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place. And there he prayed. Um, I have a memory of an intense uh, time of prayer and intercession in my room, in our room. One night we were um, praying and believing uh, for a situation with one of our kids. And it was like, this is a few years ago. And I mean, intercession hit me like I haven't ever experienced before. And... You had I gone actually enjoyed, I enjoyed that. Yeah. I know I was back. I was in the room because you got up. Yeah. Well, you, you, had, you had gone up to pray over their the door, room. over the door. Yes. I'm not going to say which kid it was, but you know. But it was the female. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be okay with that. Okay. We finally got rid of that guy. Uh -huh. <laughs> Amen. He was up praying over her door and intercession just hits me. I mean, it was bedtime. It was late. And I mean, I just begin, I'm praying and I'm, I just, I had never really just groaned and, and cried out. Like I couldn't even hold it in. And I ended up having to like, went into my closet because it was just so loud crying out in See, intercession in I the had, presence I, place. I felt like I made a dent up with my prayer, praying over the door. And I came down and I got in bed and I hear her in there. She's... She's this Amazonian <laughs> warfare thing going on with, I think she's a battle axe in there. I hear this noise that I never heard come out of her before. And I just lay there and I just kind of giggled. And th but then I saw, then I saw uh, tentacles, darkness, yeah. darkness being cut off. I was like, okay, 
we did, we made, we made, um, uh, we made progress. And we just started celebrating. Um, yeah, yes. So the presence place is a place of prayer and intercession. The next one, the presence place is a place to believe for God's provision. A place to believe God's provision. Genesis, we're in Genesis a whole lot today. I love it. Chapter 22, verse 14. And Abraham called the name of the place, the Lord will provide. And it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. This was when he was going to offer his son Isaac. And God sent a ram in the bush to take the place of his son Isaac. And so he named that place, the Lord will provide. He named that place. That place. The presence place yeah. is a place to believe for provision. Yes. The next one is the presence place is a place to embrace your brokenness. Genesis 32, starting with verse 38. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob. Oh, I like this one. Wait, slow but down, Israel slow down, slow down, slow down, because I like this part. I like and this one. he said, <laughs> your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked, saying, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved. Did you know the presence place is a safe place to embrace your brokenness? Because God will change your name. You know you can't hide from him. He already sees he already sees our brokenness. So we might as well just come into his presence and embrace it and let him transform us and change us and give us a new name. Okay, the next one. We're going here. A place to hear God's voice. The presence place is a place to hear God's voice. Exodus chapter 25, verse 22. And there I will meet with you, and I will speak with you from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubim, which are on the ark of the testimony, about everything which I will give you. He's going he's gonna to speak to him about, about everything, everything which I will give you in commandment to the children of Israel. The presence place is a place to hear God's voice. The presence place is a place to be encouraged. encouraged. Psalms 61 verse 11. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. We shared this a little bit ago. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Psalms 27 5 says, for in the time of trouble, in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle. He shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. Psalm 32, verse 7, you are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. Yes. So if you need encouragement... You have a place where you can run. It's called the presence place. Next one, but it's, you can take it. You do it, you do it, you do it. You go. The presence place <laughs> is a place where impossible, impossible melts. <laughs> Psalm 97.5 says, the mountains melt like wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. But he said in Luke 16, verse 27, 18, yeah. 
I'm sorry, verse 18. I'm almost 60, so. Chapter 18. Chapter 18, Luke 18. But he said, I'm almost 60. Uh, (laughs) The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. God. It's a place where impossible melts. Okay, keep so going. if you're facing a mountain, run to his presence because the mountains you. melt like wax in his presence. I'll just tell you right now, uh, we're trying to get done by 12, but we're probably not. Two more, two more. The next, the next one. Take, Take your time. Your time. <laughs> All right. The presence place is a place of transformation. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 17 and 18 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the spirit of the Lord, we are transformed in the presence place. The last one. It's also a place of refreshing. We mentioned the scripture earlier too, Acts 3, 19. Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Jeremiah 31, 25, for I have satiated. Satiated. The, satiated? Yes, satiated. Satiated. <laughs> you take that next verse. <laughs> Oh, Jeremiah 31, 25, a place of refreshing. For I have satiated the weary soul and I have replenished every sorrowful soul. The presence place is a place of refreshing. If you are weary, I preached several weeks ago about you know, if we really realize that being coming into the presence of the Lord is the greatest, the best self-care we could ever give ourselves, we would run there a whole lot more often. Uh, the presence place is a place of refreshing. And we're going to wrap this up. But we have to land here. I yeah. love this. I love this. Uh, I, I want to end with the story of Obed-Edom. Now, we, we know the ark. We shared last week how the ark was taken by the Philistines. And uh, it ended up, they put it on a cart and it, uh, it ended up at the house of Abinadab. So this is what's scary at the house of Abinadab. Uh, there were 60 young men trying to look inside to see the contents inside the ark and God struck them dead. Abinadab. <laughs> we changed his name to Abinadab. Uh, so, so. When David decided to go get the ark, he goes to Abinadab's house, and we know he had a uh, uh-oh moment, and it had to be taken aside to the house of Obed-Edom. The verse says this, First Chronicles 13, verse 13 and 14, so David would not move the ark with him into the city of David, but took it aside into the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. The ark of God remained with the family of Obed-Edom in his house three months. And the Lord blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that he had. So what happens when we make a place for him? And the Lord blessed (laughs) the house of Daniel and Tiffany and all that they had. 
And the Lord blessed the house of Tanner and Emily and all that they had. And the Lord, when we make a place, when we make a place. Yes, the, the, the end of the story, they went and brought the ark and brought it into the city of God. But it, 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 we have to see the house of a single man and his family was blessed because he made a place for the presence of God. I suggest to you that when we realize that it's not just about what we do at church on Sunday, but it's what we do when we leave the house of God and make a place for his presence in our own houses. Sometimes in our cars, we get frustrated while we're driving. How about instead make it a place for his presence? Uh, And then we gather, and there's this exponential release of his presence when we all gather together because you're a tent, I'm a tent, she's a tent, he's a tent, we're all a tent. And when we connect, we become one big house of the Lord. His pack came off. So we're going we're, we're gonna to wrap this up today. Why don't you go ahead and stand to your feet? Pastor Tanner's going to come up in just a second. I have another second. prophetic word. Okay. Because Sean always has a prophetic word. <laughs> and God says to you and Nicole, son and daughter, know this. The time has come and heaven has opened that I am pouring out my spirit in this day. From this very day that you will feel my manifest presence in ways that will make Azusa, Toronto, Brownsville, Smithton seem as a warm-up act to what I'm going to do through you in this next season that has started now. This will be like nothing you have ever experienced before, and it will flow from you to the house you lead and lead so wonderfully. Get ready to be senders and depositors of my presence to those that come to this house, says God. Oh, we receive it. We receive it. We receive it. So we know we've, we've wrapped this series, but we're really, it's just the beginning of all that God, how he's going to pour his spirit out on us. This is a house of prayer. This is a house. This is a house of prophecy. This is a prophetic house, and this is a house yes, of the presence yes, 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 yes. of God. And our homes, our hearts, our families will be places of the presence of God. Thank you for joining us today at the Dwell Church podcast. For more information about Dwell Church, visit us at dwell.church.